The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, it's Monday. Another chance to try to get it right this week. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, February 6th, 2023, Monday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year A, Cycle 1. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. Today is the Memorial of St. Paul Miki and Companions, the Japanese Martyrs. Paul Miki was the son of a Japanese military leader. He joined the Jesuits in 1580 and became known for his eloquent preaching. He was crucified February 5th with 25 other Catholics during the persecution of Christians under the ruler of Japan in the name of the Emperor. St. Paul Miki and companions, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Oh Jesus, I come before you at the beginning of this day. I gaze at your face. I look upon your side, pierced by the lance. Your wounded heart speaks to me of God's love poured out for us. Take, Lord, and receive my heart, the words of faith that I speak, the works of justice I would do, my joys and sufferings. When I come to the Eucharistic table, gather my offerings to your own for the life of the world. At the end of the day, place me with Mary, your mother, and for her sake, take me to your heart. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that parishes placing communion at the center may increasingly become communities of faith, fraternity, and welcome towards those most in need. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Let us look at the scene described in today's Gospel, which involves crowds and crowds of people by the Lake of Genazareth. We're told that our Lord crosses the lake with his disciples in the boats and when they come to land they step out of the boat that Jesus is in, tie up the boat and then we're told that people recognized them and then started hurrying through all the countryside and brought the sick on stretchers to wherever they heard he was. So the word is out. Um, you can imagine, you can kind of see people running through the villages saying Jesus has arrived on the shore and very quickly they gather up their sick relatives, maybe a paralyzed uncle, a mother with a disease, a young child who's got some kind of infirmity, and they rush down to wherever they last hear that Jesus is. So very quickly, hundreds, thousands of people are congregating around Jesus, so much so that we're told that wherever he went, to village, town, farm, they laid down the sick in the open spaces begging him to let them touch even the fringe of his cloak 
and all those who touched him were cured. So there's something very special here, and that is this business of touching. Why is that so important? Surely you, Lord, could have worked from a distance, and in fact you are God, so you could have simply stood on the shore and said, everybody here in this region who's suffering from an illness of any kind, let them be cured. In fact, you, Lord, could have stood on that shore and said, everybody in Israel suffering from an illness, let them be cured. Or, going a little further, everybody on planet Earth who is suffering from an illness of any kind now, let them be cured. Yes, our Lord could have done that. But that is not the way Jesus works. Because in a sense, that would do nothing. That would prove nothing. Okay, great. The poor people who are suffering from the, the infirmity of one kind or another would suddenly have found themselves cured. But what would not have happened, and which is much more, uh, much more important than being cured of any kind of illness, is the touching Jesus, is the encounter with Jesus. That is what really matters. And you can imagine people afterwards, and people that we know in the gospel as well, that we see in the gospel, who, 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 who went to our Lord, who came up very close, who touched him, that maybe had a conversation with them afterwards, they would talk about Jesus, not just about their illness and having been cured, but Jesus, the man that they met because of that sickness. And that was the great thing, much much greater than being cured of some infirmity, no matter how bad it is, they having met Jesus. And we see through the gospel how our Lord again and again really nearly always, not always, sometimes there's some exceptions, but nearly always the you Lord you cure by touching. That there's that physical encounter of you and an individual person. Perhaps one of the reasons that you do this, Lord, is so that we would not get the idea that you are some kind of like Marvel comic superhero who's not really a human being, or even just God and not human. And people have fallen into those errors. And then we, we lose you, essentially, because you are God and man, but really man. In fact, the description of or the, the, the image that we have in the Shroud of Turin, which you're free to believe or not, but I personally do believe it. And, and the image there is of a, of a very strong man, we're told he's a, a muscular man, somewhere around six foot tall, shoulder length hair parted in the middle, his beard, of course, and moustache. He's a real, real physical man, and quite a strong man, in fact. Remember at the resurrection, when our Lord appears to his apostles, and, and, and even there, he's a risen body, but one of the things that Jesus does not want to happen is that they would start thinking, oh, he's a ghost. And so Jesus invites them, he says, see my hands and my feet, that it is I myself, touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. So the Lord's saying, oh, touch me, I'm real and physical. And that's how we know something is physical and real, by touching it. But it, perhaps even more importantly, is that Jesus wants to work one by one. He wants that one by one encounter. And we see it again and again. You, Lord, are in no hurry. We see you again in another place by the lake when the sun is setting, it's evening time. All those who had, who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now again, Jesus could have clicked his fingers. But no, our Lord, Every one of them. Everyone is individually important to Jesus. He wants to have this encounter with each one of them, working one by one on them. Now, funny, 
you, I'm sure, are aware that in the seven sacraments, Jesus touches us again. We are encountering, again, in each one of the seven sacraments, the humanity of Jesus. So just as our Lord, your human body, made you present and touchable to those men and women and children by the, by the Sea of Galilee, well, in the exact same way, the sacraments, and especially the sacrament of the Eucharist, makes you present to men, women, children, here now in 2023. The way one Saint Pope Leo the Great said, what was visible in our Saviour has passed over into his sacraments. So everything we see there visible in Galilee and the Lord touching and and to the humanity of Jesus, well, that is now present in those seven sacraments, and where Jesus is really working one by one. And you think Mass, no matter how many people, even up to a million people, like we've seen this week with, with Pope Francis in, in the Congo, every one of them will, hopefully, if they arrange things well, will manage to get Holy Communion, one by one. And so it's so important, because that's really the ultimate touching of our Lord, really, when you think about it. But one by one, the church arranges this, and I don't know many people around the world go to Mass every day or every Sunday. Millions upon millions. And it's guaranteed, where they want, that they can go and receive Jesus. You might think, oh, that would be impossible, but well, through the church, God makes it possible. And not only that, but then in another great, really individual sacrament, the sacrament of confession. And again, I don't know, there's one billion plus Catholics in the world, and every one of them, hopefully that won't be a shortage of priests, but every one of them can go into a confessional box and and have a conversation, really, with Christ through that priest. It's very like some of those miracles where, where Jesus is, 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 takes somebody away you know, for a private, almost like a private consultation. So we see him with a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment, and they asked Jesus, lay your hands on him and touch him. They know that touching is really important. And then we're told, and taking him aside from the multitude privately. So our Lord takes him aside privately. This one man is going to receive all this attention from Jesus. No clicking fingers, nothing like that. Really hands-on. And it's very hands-on. It's kind of unusually hands-on, in fact, because we're told that Jesus put his fingers into his ears and he spat and touched his tongue. Certainly this is kind of pre-COVID stuff. Um, maybe actually after COVID we got a little bit too, a little bit too um, scared about touching and, and all that. But here our Lord really touches um, and is so personal, one on one. Lastly, in fact, touching is a great sign of affection. You think of um, a dad giving his son a slap on the back, uh, somebody touching your arm or touching the hand. Those kind of things are really, without words even, a great sign of affection or a little tap on the head. They're there. And, and without that kind of touching, the affection would not be so well communicated. And we see that Jesus is really doing that also in his touching. People who come before our Lord, kind of unsure, somebody asking Jesus, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus, stretching out his hand, touched him, even though he's a leper. Don't worry. Our Lord is saying, I want I want you to be clean. He says, I will be clean, but with that touching. So a very deliberate action. And that is present in all the sacraments. Our Lord wants to touch us with all that affection. 
and and then of course efficacy because each time as it says in our gospel today all those who touched him were cured so let's not be afraid especially to touch jesus in those two wonderful sacraments the eucharist and confession i give you thanks my god for the good resolutions affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation i ask you for help to put them into effect my mother immaculate Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, February 6, 2023. It's the memorial of the Japanese martyrs. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth will will proclaim your praise. praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? 
He the Lord of armies, He is the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. Have mercy on me, Lord. I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you, O Lord, how long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away with grief. I have grown old, surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled, and suddenly confounded. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad, and sing psalms to your name, O Most High. See how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities. Their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. Those who know your name will trust you. 
you will never forsake those who seek you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God God is here to help them. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples, for the avenger of blood has remembered them, has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord, see my sufferings, you who save me from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion, and rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen in the pit which they made, their feet caught in the snare they laid. The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead, all the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord. Let men not prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Lord, strike them with terror. Let the nations know they are but men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor. Bring havoc to the madness of oppressors. Look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death, so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Our spirits yearn for the Lord. He is is our our help and our protector. From a letter to the Galatians. You have heard, I know, the story of my former way of life in Judaism. You know that I went to extremes in persecuting the Church of God and tried to destroy it. I made progress in Jewish observance far beyond most of my contemporaries, in my excess of zeal to live out all the traditions of my ancestors. But the time came when he who had set me apart before I was born and called me by his favor, chose to reveal his Son to me, that I might spread among the Gentiles the good tidings concerning him. Immediately, without seeking human advisors or even going to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before me, I went off to Arabia. Later, I returned to Damascus. Three years after that, I went up to Jerusalem to get to know Cephas, with whom I stayed fifteen days. I did not meet any other apostles except James, the brother of the Lord. I declare before God that what I have just written is true. Thereafter, I entered the regions of Syria and Cilicia. The communities of Christ in Judea had no idea what I looked like. They had only heard that he who was formerly persecuting us is now preaching the faith he tried to destroy. 
and they gave glory to God on my account. Then, after fourteen years, I went up to Jerusalem again with Barnabas, this time taking Titus with me. I went prompted by a revelation, and I laid out for their scrutiny the gospel as I present it to the Gentiles. All this in private conference with the leaders, to make sure the course I was pursuing, or had pursued, was not useless. Not even Titus, who was with me, was ordered to undergo circumcision, despite his being a Greek. Certain false claimants to the title of brother were smuggled in. They wormed their way into the group to spy on the freedom we enjoy in Christ Jesus, and thereby to make slaves of us, but we did not submit to them for a moment. We resisted so that the truth of the gospel might survive intact for your benefit. Those who were regarded as important, however, and it makes no difference to me how prominent they were, God plays no favorites, made me add nothing. On the contrary, recognizing that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, just as Peter was for the circumcised, For he who worked through Peter as his apostle among the Jews had been at work in me for the Gentiles, and recognizing, too, the favor bestowed on me, those who were the acknowledged pillars, James, Cephas, and John, gave Barnabas and me the handclasp of fellowship, signifying that we should go to the Gentiles as they to the Jews. The only stipulation was that we should be mindful of the poor, the one thing that I was making every effort to do. By the grace of God, I am what I am. His His grace grace in me has not not been been in vain. It was the power of God which made Peter an apostle for the Jewish people, and it was his power which made me an apostle for the Gentiles. His His grace grace in in me has has not not been been in vain. vain. From an account of the martyrdom of St. Paul Miki and his companions by a contemporary writer. The crosses were set in place. Father Pacio and Father Rodriguez took turns encouraging the victims. Their steadfast behavior was wonderful to see. The Father Burser stood motionless, his eyes turned heavenward. Brother Martin gave thanks to God's goodness by singing psalms. Again and again he repeated, Into your hands, Lord, I entrust my life. Brother Francis Bronco also thanked God in a loud voice. Brother Gonsalvo, in a very loud voice, kept saying the Our Father and Hail Mary. Our brother, Paul Miki, saw himself standing now in the noblest pulpit he had ever filled. To his congregation, he began by proclaiming himself a Japanese and a Jesuit. He was dying for the gospel he preached. He gave thanks to God for this wonderful blessing, and he ended his sermon with these words, As I come to this supreme moment of my life, I am sure none of you would suppose I want to deceive you. And so I tell you plainly, There is no way to be saved except the Christian way. My religion teaches me to pardon my enemies and all who have offended me. I do gladly pardon the emperor and all who have sought my death. I beg them to seek baptism 
and be Christians themselves. Then he looked at his comrades and began to encourage them in their final struggle. Joy glowed in all their faces and in Lewis's most of all. When a Christian in the crowd cried out to him that he would soon be in heaven, his hands, his whole body strained upward with such joy that every eye was fixed upon him. Anthony, hanging at Lewis's side, looked toward heaven and called upon the holy names, Jesus, Mary. He began to sing a psalm, Praise the Lord, you children. He learned it in catechism class in Nagasaki. They take care there to teach the children some psalms to help them learn the catechism. Others kept repeating, Jesus, Mary. Their faces were serene. Some of them even took to urging the people standing by to live worthy Christian lives. In these and other ways, they showed their readiness to die. Then, according to Japanese custom, the four executioners began to unsheath their spears. At this dreadful sight, all the Christians cried out, Jesus! Mary! And the storm of anguished weeping then rose to batter the very skies. The executioners killed them one by one. One thrust of the spear, then a second blow. It was over in a very short time. We must glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him is our salvation, life, and resurrection. Through him we are, we are all saved and, and set, set free. This grace has been given to you not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for his sake. Through him we are, we are saved and set free. Let us pray. O God, strength of all the saints, who through the cross were pleased to call the martyrs St. Paul Miki and companions to life, grant, we pray, that by their intercession we may hold with courage even until death to the faith that we profess. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's Gospel in just a few minutes along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's the Memorial of the Japanese Martyrs. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I can't really imagine what it would be like to have everybody recognize me and also want something from me, but that's just the situation that the Lord and the apostles found themselves in in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. When they got out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran about the whole neighborhood and began to bring sick people on their pallets to any place where they heard Jesus was. Wherever he came, in villages, cities, or country, 
They laid the sick in the marketplaces and besought him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment, and as many as touched it were made well. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, following Christ can never be just Jesus and me. We have serious obligations to all of those around us. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The development of any society comes about through the contribution made by its members, each one of whom brings to it what is his, those gifts that he received from God and which he has added to by his own intellect, by the help given to him by society and by God's grace. We were endowed with such benefits and gifts so that we might develop our own personality and reach our ultimate end, but they were also given to us so that we might serve our neighbor. Moreover, we would never be able to achieve our personal end if we did not contribute to the good of everyone else. As the development of society is by no means marginal to God's plan, the personal cooperation of each individual in the common good takes on the character of an unavoidable moral obligation. Life in society is not something accessory to man himself. Through his dealings with others, through mutual service, and through fraternal dialogue, man develops all his talents and becomes able to rise to his destiny. Some obligations are of strict justice in their various forms. Others are demanded by charity, which goes further than giving to each one what is strictly as due. Both types of obligations are fulfilled each time we contribute to the good of all, so that the society in which we live should be more human and more Christian by, for instance, fostering and helping public and private organizations devoted to bettering the conditions of life. These can comprise works of charity and of formation, programs of culture, publications giving sound doctrine. For there is a kind of person who boasts of grand and noble philanthropic sentiments and who lives in practice as if he could not care less about the needs of society. There are many in various countries who make light of social laws and directives. When they do so, they turn their backs on their brother men and on God. Let us think in God's presence about the people around us. Do I contribute as far as I can to fostering the common good by giving my time to institutions and to works that are carried on for the good of society, by cooperating financially, by supporting initiatives directed at helping others, especially the people in most need? Do I faithfully carry out the obligations that stem from living as a member of society as far as noise cleanliness are concerned? Do I cultivate the virtues that make life pleasant for others, affability, gratitude, optimism, punctuality, order within my family? Am I generally moved by a desire to serve others, even though it may be in very small things? May you acquire the custom of concerning yourself every day about others and give yourself so much to the task that you forget you even exist. If we could do this, we would find a large part of the happiness that can be found on this earth, and we would have helped others to be happier, people who happen to be children of God and our brothers. 
In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. With souls alert for happiness, we sing the praises which are due to heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift, I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words, give ear, O Lord. 
Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me. In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and ring out their joy. You shelter them, in you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor, as with a shield. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore, Adore the, the Lord in his holy court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Adore the Lord in his holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters. The Lord on the immensity of waters. The voice of the Lord full of power. The voice of the Lord full of splendor. 
the Lord's voice shattering the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore, Adore the, the Lord in his, his holy court. A reading from Second Corinthians. Praised be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions, and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from Him. As we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ do we share abundantly in His consolation. The Word of the Lord. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. God Himself is their reward. They live with Him forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the sake of justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, 
to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the sake of justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of His witnesses who shed their blood for the word of God. Let us praise Him in remembrance of them. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You You redeemed redeemed us us by by your your blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs Washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Let us again offer our praise to God and pray in the words of Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, strength of all the saints, who through the cross were pleased to call the martyrs St. Paul, Miki, and companions to life, Grant, we pray, that by their intercession we may hold with courage even until death to the faith that we profess. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do it again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.